Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled, Our Favorite Things, Film and TV Shows. Today we discuss movies and shows that we love and could watch repeatedly. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back, y'all. Episode 32, Our Favorite Things. Another week of Our Favorite Things. But before we get into that, I am one of your hosts, Sin Delano. Uh, this week, uh, it, you know, it's recurring. Worst neighbors ever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this week has been me knocking on the ceiling to get my loud, obnoxious-ass neighbors to be quiet. And this week, they proceeded to jump on the floor like they were rumple-fucking-stiltskin, literally shaking my entire apartment and cursing through the floor for me to stop fucking hitting the ceiling. How about you and your banshee-ass motherfucking child stop running through the house? How about that? I'm trying to work. I'm trying to study. I'm trying to sleep. I just, I feel like when did it, when did it go out of style to understand apartment living? Like, I don't know. Because I know that I live in an apartment. So I am very conscious of the noise that I make, especially at certain times, because I work a nine to five. Sometimes I'm at home and sometimes I'm in the office, but I'm very conscious like after late hours to not be like a loud, ignorant fool. They're keeping my child awake. Yeah, that's too much. You're doing too much. Let me tell you, she is absolutely one of those human beings that needs a certain amount of sleep to function Otherwise, she is an unproductive member in society. And you can tell when her grades start slipping because she's sleepy. So she sleeps in class. And I refuse to let these niggas upstairs fuck up my daughter's honor role society status. So I got in the leasing office's ass and was just like, this has been going on for months. Do something. I'm calling a corporate office. What the? I don't understand it's part of our lease. Yeah, you have to. You can file noise complaints. It is what it is. I'm gonna start calling the police on their ass. Well, moving forward, let me re- push things over to my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi y'all. I'm Tam Joiner, not related to Tom Joiner, because if I was, <laughs> I would have lots of money because I'd have been hitting up my uncle. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Um, this week for me has been all right. It's just, you know, where I work, school is only 10 weeks and this week was week nine. And so it was panic, panic week for all of my students. Um, aside from that, I just have been, um, you know, trying to get my life together. I have to pack to go home for a trip, but then turn back around come back and I'm getting prepared for my trip to Dubai. I haven't even finished unpacking from Vegas. 
I I'm am so terrible. excited for you. Dude, so excited. They we did a meeting with the group. Okay. N- nobody from the group is listening. But I I did a <laughs> I did a, a Zoom meeting and then as soon as the Zoom meeting was over, I I text Chris and I said, "Chris, uh so we going to be on this trip by ourselves." Because I don't really think that we're going to hang around with the rest of the people. I just wanted to give you that ahead. <laughs> I hope they don't follow like, us. And he said, <laughs> he was like, that's fine. As long as I get to do stuff in the sand on the dune buggy, I don't care. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. That's a part of the trip. So please, no please be safe. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm excited because. Not only are we doing like what they call doom bashing, is that they're actually going to come pick us all up in four by fours and we're going to ride out like in a row of them all together because it's like 65 of us on the trip. So we that all going to be so in doom fun. So I was like, I'm so excited. I'm so fired up. So I'm excited. I'm just, you know, concerned about my what I'm going to take to wear for clothes. Mm-hmm. So. That is what, you know, most of the next couple of weeks are going to be for me. I got, I got you covered. What you mean? One of your birthday gifts oh. is, is a piece of apparel. Oh. <laughs> so get okay. excited. Yes. You're going to love it. I'm super duper excited. So, um, but yeah, so other than that, you know, I'm a good. Good. Good to hear. Um, without further ado, let's let's move into um, what, what, let's move into what's in our speaker box. Um, I'll go first this time. Um, okay. I I was listening. I, I actually I there's this guy on Instagram that um, one of my friends from California. She likes sometimes she'll send me videos of him it's this white guy and he dances this ginger he dances (laughs) he's super thin is he the dude is he the dude that wears like the bell bottoms and he has like yes i know exactly what's his name i don't know his name but i've seen his videos before yes i think his name is jay or something yeah but he had he had posted something he went somewhere and he had this dress on and Mm -hmm. it was like this is a dope ass dress so I I had never gone to his his profile. Uh-huh. So I was going through, I was just watching him dance because it's so fucking entertaining. And this nigga had on pearls one time and was dancing. It's yes. hilarious. But one of the songs, it was a Frank Ocean song. So I started listening to Frank Ocean. And I hate, I'm I'm not really getting off the topic. I hate how Frank Ocean only has two albums yeah. on all the streaming. Right outlets except for soundcloud you can listen to all his music on soundcloud and youtube his very first album that came out it's not on the streaming apps i hate it the the car yes yeah girl i have that downloaded onto my hard drive (laughs) that was hands down the best one yeah it was i love all frank ocean's music don't get me wrong yeah so I started listening to Novocaine. I forgot how good that song was. Novocaine's the shit. 
So yeah. that's what I was listening to. And there's something else. Salt. It's spelled S-A-U-L-T. They have a song called Fight for Love. I have been listening to the entire album, though, for mm-hmm. two. I was listening to it for three days straight on repeat. Mm-hmm. Their music is so good. But at first I was like, is this gospel music? Because t- they made reference to like Holy Spirit and the Lord in, in a couple songs. And I was like, wait, what, what am I listening wait, wait to? But it's not, I mean, I think it's just this album in particular. They made those references. Mm-hmm. But their music is hell of good. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was actually listening to them uh, right before we started recording this. So that's what's been in my speaker box. What's been in yours, Tamara? Um, all of my songs are throwbacks. Um, I uh, discovered Tay Walker. Um, episode of Insecure. They played oh. one of his songs on Insecure, like the first season or so. And, yes, or so- that's when I yes. started listening to him. That's when I started listening to him. Uh, and I started following him. He was on that um, get a record deal show that Rick Ross really? was on. Yeah, and he actually got a he actually signed with MMG for like a single deal or something like that. Hmm. So he was with MMG for like a split second. But I always kind of follow him, and he always did music with the internet because you know they had that familiarity. Because I think Tay is from California, so mm-hmm. um, they did that. But what I went back and listened to was the song Karma with Tay Walker. And the internet. Tay Walker's mm-hmm. been around for years. He's always been fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, he's one of those people that I wish people knew more about. Or mm-hmm. and not even like he would pop because he's he's very consistent, but it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of people don't know about him. So love Tay Walker. He's always been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um I have been recently uh on my other podcast, we have been recently critiquing the new music from Division and how much we hate it and um, and that it's super hot garbage trash <laughs> and so I went back to the Division that I love and I listened to Too Deep because that those were the jams and I don't yes. know what's going through his mind right now. It's funny I'm going to say this and this is going to some people may agree some people disagree my opinion um I feel like when Division first came out, his first two records, he was making music with the women in mind. Mm-hmm. And now he has decided to make records for fuck niggas. And so I just... Male podcasters. It. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, the alpha alpha men, the alpha women shouldn't eat potatoes and women ain't supposed to have period ass men. <laughs> Those niggas. That's, um, that's who he's making records for. And then, uh, like I always say, I'm a TikToker. I'm a watcher, not a maker, not a creator on the TikTok. But um, uh, my sister sent me a video. This guy (laughs) made a video and he was like, this is what the music video should have looked like for this song. Now, this song is fabulous, packed with (laughs) talent. It should have been a single. First of all, it was never a single from the album and they never made a music video for it which i feel like is the downfall of the tune because if you play it when it's enough black people around especially black people of a certain age yes we ma'am will, we will go up for this tune yes ma'am so it's um all the times 
by LSG. And for y'all that don't know what LSG stands for, it stands for Levert, Sweat, and Gill. Gerald Levert, Keith Sweat, and Johnny Gill were in a group called LSG. This is for the children who don't know. It was the fucking bomb. It was. Um, and the song's called All the Times featuring Coco from SWV, Faith Evans, and Missy Elliott. So that's six people on one song. It was a fantabulous-ass song, and I'm mad that it didn't get more traction than it did, but I had to revisit after um, I realized that I knew all the, look, I knew all the ad-libs and the lyrics and everything. Come on, every harmony, that is my jam. You saying Keith Sweat gave me flashbacks of you in Vegas trying to get that picture of Keith Sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, I just gave up. I was like, I know. You had such terrible timing. Such terrible timing. Every time I turned around, he was going off. And I was like, come on, Keith. Oh, so pissed about that. But anyway. Yes. Yes. Well, what's in my what was in my speaker box this week? That's great. I'm gonna go listen to LSG after uh after this is over. Um, moving on. The world is a constant ghetto. We are we like even if we chose not to go on Twitter, we would still see the ghettoness of this fucking place. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mention my two things. But I'm going to be very brief because I don't want to talk about this for too long. Okay. First of all, it's ghetto as shit that Brittany Griner is still in fucking Russia and she's being moved to a penal colony to serve out nine fucking years. Yep. Nine fucking years for an amount of nothing. They Baby. are really treating her like she was drug trafficking. <laughs> they really are like she was a mule it is it is unacceptable and i feel like they're just doing it because they can because it literally makes no sense no. it makes none at all they're flexing because they can to show us we have the power to do whatever the fuck we want i hate it i hate that she's caught up in a dick swinging contest because that's literally what it is and and unfortunately I feel like it's going to get worse for her because all of the Russian manipulation in the elections didn't go the way they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for her, it's going to be worse than it was before, which I can't, which I'm upset about. It's fucked up because the political prisoners aren't even getting the attention that she's getting. Right. And it's like, those are the motherfuckers that y'all are really pissed about. Y'all don't even care about her. Let nope. Her go. It's just, well, it's just because her if her name has some type of recognition. That's the only reason. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's dumb. That's I really hate it. it. I hate it for her. I am keeping her in my prayers and my thoughts to the universe because it's ridiculous and she needs to come home. I, I don't know, before you move off of her, I don't know where they're doing it, but I know they did it a few weeks ago where um, you can write a letter to to Brittany Griner. Really? I don't know if it, yeah, there's a, um they do it, they had it set up at, I think it was like um 
the women's soccer league games, the professional women's soccer league games, they had it set up and it was like a table and it was like write a letter to Brittany Griner. But I think that there, if it might be actually a website you can go to and also write a letter to her. So if any of you guys feel moved to do so, if I find it, I'll make sure I um, connect it to our social media and everything. But um, I'm going to look for it because I would like to write her a letter also. Yes. Prayers up for Brittany. Secondly, in the most ghetto-ish shit, like, I just, I'm embarrassed to be an American. Like, I really, like, I'm really, really, uh, I'm not joking, Tamara. I'm really considering learning another language, and I'm just going to lie and start telling people I have a different nationality. Because America is fucking trash. And there's proof of that. Everyone who lives in the fucking state of goddamn Georgia got proof of that because now we have to have a runoff between Raphael Warnock and this human baboon, Herschel Walker. I don't like why, why did, why is this happening? I mean, we know why it's happening and that that's why I'm upset. I actually appreciate, I appreciate the white people that I follow and that follow me who are anti whiteness. I appreciate them because they speak power to the truth of this entire situation. Like white people are not racist. Let me, let me be clear because professionally anybody could be listening to this that knows me. Right. I have a problem. I do. I have a problem with racist white people. Because your racism, it is it just it goes beyond reason. Like you guys are fucking unreasonable as shit. You will shoot yourself and your wife and kids in the fucking foot just so black people cannot benefit from anything. Not blacks, not Mexicans, not Asians, not nobody. You cleave to racism. Mm-hmm. And that is why we have to have a runoff on fucking December 6th. And all these people who don't live in the southern states who have all fucking get rid of these people. Fuck you. I live in Georgia. I didn't vote for that bumbling fucking idiot and nobody that I know and I engage with and I associated with voted for her. Voted for that. Yep. And here's the thing is that even the people, even the white people that I know that are Republicans were like, why the fuck is Herschel Walker even on the ballot? <laughs> but 70, over 70% of them voted for him, even though mm-hmm. they don't want him on the ballot. But they did it because they are committed to their conservatism. They are committed to their political party. And if they have to suffer some name calling, so what? We still got the juice, niggas. Baby, them commercials that they were doing for Herschel Walker, talking about they President Biden want to put all the kids on hormones to change change boys into girls and girls into boys. Where did, Bitch, where did this what? come from? Where did where this even come from? Did you even hear that? What? It doesn't. It makes absolutely no absolutely sense. No sen- like nothing about it made any sense and I was like there are people out here that really believe this bullshit where where's the proof just because somebody said it that literally is why y'all believe it I couldn't take it it was too much I'm gonna say this 
and then you can tell me the ghetto shit that you have witnessed that's happening in the world. Racism is legit the dumbest fucking thing on the fucking planet. Yep. Like if you choose racism, if you choose to practice it, like you're a fucking idiot. Yep. I do not feel bad about that because in order for you to even call me out about this, you have to admit that you you're for racism. Is that yes. what you're for? Is that what you want to stand for? Is that what you is that what's in your heart and soul? Racism's for idiots. I stand it by is. this. It's come at me. Completely and totally for dummies. Um moving on. Yeah. So my ghetto shit is not necessarily ghetto, but it's kind of humorous for me. Um, if you are a person who constantly gets the 4X and the crypto bros to try to follow <laughs> you on Instagram and uh, they send you all these fucking emails and text messages, spam shit that you didn't ask for. First of all, I don't, I'm not, look, I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Crypto ain't for me. I need cash in hand. Um, yes, ma'am. I am, look, I am an, uh, I am an American who is just trying to pay their bills and get um, pull themselves up by the bootstraps. I don't need no imaginary money that's worth billions of dollars, but I can't get my hands on it. Because if I had billions, I wouldn't be in the space that I am. So I don't. why would I want a billion dollars in crypto when I still live in an apartment? I should be able to cash that out and buy me some billion dollar properties. That's, yes. that, that's the yes. notion. That's how I feel about crypto. Now, some of y'all out there, like crypto is this, crypto is that. Amen to you. God bless you. I don't want no parts of it. Don't try to give me no crypto. I want cash in my Zelle. I don't want no crypto. So I say all that to say, to talk about uh, the biggest fall in fortune ever. A 30-year-old crypto CEO loses 94% of his wealth overnight. Uh, FTX CEO Sam Bankman Fried lost his billionaire status overnight as his personal wealth plummeted nearly 94%. So FTX is this company that this guy owns and he was having some cash problems. And so he was approached by another company uh, called Binance to buy them out because they were mm -hmm. cash strapped. So they signed a letter of intent to purchase his company because they were having cash issues and overnight 14 look it says he was estimated worth 15.2 billion dollars um, before the news of the acquisition broke and overnight 14.6 billion dollars was wiped out Yeah, I'm not, I don't even, beyond that, I don't need to talk about it no more. Cause, I just, yeah. I, I kind of feel like even if you don't believe that cryptocurrency is real, that's still a big number to like, even let come out of your mouth. Like, for so for the people who do think that cryptocurrency is real, how do you feel about that, people? Yeah, like talk to how me you, about that. Like, how much money did you lose? Because yeah. I, aside from him losing that money, I have seen when I have been on Twitter, the track, the dumpster fire that it is now, <laughs> I have seen other people, crypto people saying how much money they lost. I think it was another yeah. guy that I saw and he said he lost $500,000. Like, uh-uh, mm -hmm. nuh-uh. 
Imagine, imagine you being Tyler Perry. No. And overnight, studio gone, everything gone. Absolutely fucking not. Everything gone. Studio gone. All your houses gone. All your properties gone. I just feel like if it is real, then you guys are impacted by this. Correct. And if you're not impacted by it, then it's not real. So stop pushing it. Right. It can't it can't be both things at the same time. Is it yep. Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Right. I would like to know. Holler at us. Let yes. us know. For yeah. cryptocurrency believers, please. Talk to me, because I don't I don't understand it. And I don't want to understand it for purchasing reasons. I just want you to explain <laughs> this to me. Cause I ain't gonna I'm not like, gonna buy none. Like NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> The whole idea okay, sorry. of NFT, I'm sorry. The whole idea of an NFT is stupid to me, so I'm going to not talk about it. But I mean, you only I do have Everyone works at an art college, so I, I like yeah. to make those jokes. Well, well, the, well, the thing is that the whole idea of an NFT when it comes to like intellectual property, I have a whole ass problem with that, but that's just that's just me. I know. So let's get into something that actually matters. Enough of this ghetto shit. Yeah, no more ghetto shit. No more ghetto shit. (laughs) I'm so excited about this episode. Episode 32, our favorite things. I'm excited about this because I love film and television. Like, it's my jam. I try, you know, let me let me not speak death into my my dreams and goals, but I'm an aspiring screenwriter. <laughs> I've submitted myself into tons of contests. Um, I'm actually trying to develop some things, but this is where this is where I get to really dig into the films and TV that have actually molded my love for these things, like just watching them. So I'm excited about this, Tamara. I'm excited to also hear your favorites. Yeah. It's funny. My sister always says, I thought I watched a lot of movies and TV until I get with you and Sunita and y'all have seen every damn thing. And she was like, (laughs) I don't feel like I have watched anything in comparison to the two. Y'all, she was like, y'all have actually seen every fucking movie. She was like, y'all have seen everything. I would I would like to preface this by I asked my sister what did she think was uh, one of my favorite movies, and this isn't on my list, but she was like, "The Fast and the Furious," and I said, "Stop." The, I said, the entire franchise or just the first right? one? Well, she was saying the entire <laughs> franchise, and I said, "I said stop." I said those movies aren't good. I said, but I've seen them all because I've just I just think you can't get any crazier than than the next one and they proved me wrong as in the last one when Tyrese and Ludacris drove a car into space so (laughs) (laughs) and my my sister watched it with me and she was like are these bitches in space and I said I said uh Vin Diesel and them then jumped the shark about (laughs) jumped the shark about four movies ago I said but I'm I'm dedicated to the franchise I said so I will go see the last one just because I just will. I was like, it has absolutely nothing to do with it being my favorite or being good. I am entertained 
by every yeah. Fast and Furious movie. I'm, I'm it's, grossly it's entertained. Mo- when I tell you it's the most ridiculous ass shit you will ever see, but I it don't is amusing. Care. It is amusing. I do not care. <laughs> How I feel about Fast and Furious is the same way I feel about Transformers. You shut your filthy mouth and don't you say anything bad don't about say that. anything bad about those movies. And Belly. I hope Kawana's listening. She said Belly on purpose because <laughs> Tara's a I, hater. Belly is a horrible ass movie. Shut Visual, up. Visually, the cinematography of vi- Belly wait, is to what I'm amazing. Listen to what I'm saying. Visually, yes. it was amazing. And the music. Script that's and, all we're talking about. Script and acting wise, it's trash. The, the, worst, the worst acting scene of Belly don't you say it. Don't you say it. <laughs> when Nas and T-Buzz, <laughs> we're going to Africa. Africa. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to Africa. Bitch, what? I, I think when I saw the movie and he said that, I hollered in the theater. Like, laugh. <laughs> like that when in the movie theater. You know, we're, we are getting to it. But another movie that I will watch every single time it comes on, it's not a good movie. It's not, but it is, it's like a cult classic. You have to, you have to like it. Pay it forward. <laughs> Wait, who's in that? Um, am I saying the right name? With uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Paid in full. Uh, paid in full, I'm sorry. Yes. Paid in full. It's not a good movie. It's not. I am entertained by it, though. I mean, Because I love shit. the actors. Well, shit, I mean... Camera, Hell, I was especially. entertained. Look, I was entertained <laughs> by the damn um what's the movies? Uh are you gonna say the the Rockefeller movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the ones with Beanie Siegel. Man, yes. I was entertained by those. But those, those movies were horrible. Were terrible. Movies. Horrible. Terrible. I was hella entertained. I will watch though. it every time it comes. Anytime. If someone's playing it in the house or lay or down. Lay down. <laughs> I love trash movies. Some trash movies. Some of them. Um, I will. So let let, I'm going to start it. Okay, go ahead. Um, When I was a kid, I disassociated a lot, and I didn't know that there was a word for this until one Mm -hmm. of my friends started telling me about disassociation, because they have actually been diagnosed with this. But mm-hmm. I disassociated a lot <clears throat> as a kid, but it happened when I was like, I had a terrible childhood, everyone. Right. Like, not like, I'm not like exaggerating, like Tamara knows for real, like my shit is stuff you see in horror movies. Um, so fantasy was a big thing for me. It allowed me to like escape. So I loved movies about kids who survived and I didn't realize this until one day I was looking at like when people would ask me what my favorite movies were it was always about a kid that survived despite like terrible shit happening to them the never-ending story oh good gracious and that movie was was about children surviving some of them didn't 
<laughs> unfortunately. But the main character did. He survived to see another day. Now, I cannot vouch for the never-ending story movies after the first one. Those were kind of no. garbage. But the very first one, even if you watch it today, the graphics, yes, okay, trash. But it was, it was, it was an amazing movie about a kid who just had to overcome his struggles. And he had to do it by himself. Yeah. Because his dad, his, I like the fact his dad was a single father. Yeah. I think his mother had died or something. Something like that, yeah. And his dad was his dad was an architect. And all he did was work and take care of his son. So his son had all this time on his hands. And he was just like, fuck school. I hate them niggas. They bully me. I'm going right. to go read books all day in the attic. That was my jam because that's, that's what my nerdy ass did. As many movies as me and Tamara have seen, I have read just as many books or more. Like, oh good God, that part, that episode is gonna be rough for me because I ain't read a book in a a whole book in a minute. You still I'm have a, favorites. I do have favorites. Sure. The other, the other two children's survivor stories. Now this one's a comedy, so some people may not even correlate. It's a kid surviving, but Home Alone. I love the fuck out of Kevin because Kevin said. You bitch ass motherfuckers left me at home? Y'all left me. Wait. Here's the thing is you said it's a movie about kids surviving. I looked at I, that is a movie about bad parenting. <laughs> like the way that they treated Kevin, yeah. that was fucking and it's crazy because Kevin wasn't the youngest. Mm -mm. He wasn't the oldest. Technically, he wasn't even a middle kid. He was just nope. there. And that's yep. exactly how they treated him. And I'm just like, you know, I heard someone, they were like, Kevin was bad as fuck. Are you, how? are you kidding me? This nigga managed to survive. It's not like, like, it, like you said, Tamara, bad parenting. How do you forget your kid? How? Like a whole human being. How did you how did you forget to tell him to wake up? And because he didn't want his was it his brother or his cousin peeing on him? Cousin. It was his cousin. Because he didn't want his cousin peeing on him, you sent him to sleep in the attic? Like, what in the fucking mommy dearest hell? But Kevin was like, oh, these niggas forgot me? I'm gonna have the time of my motherfucking life. Yeah. By myself. Fuck these niggas. And I was like, you know what? That, that yes, Kevin, I feel you. So I loved it because it was he was surviving in his own way. And he made it. I'm gonna give you my last favorite of children surviving, and then you're gonna give three. You okay. can pass it back to me. Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. One. I let me tell you something. Charlie Bucket had so many people not rooting for him. Babe. Okay? Let's start with his mama. Why would you tell this nigga not to get his hopes up? You see where you live? That's all that nigga had was hope. Man, listen. Like every day this nigga is eating stale bread and cabbage water. <laughs> and you gonna tell him? I mean, if you don't Cabbage win, like, 
don't get your hopes up because you know we're poor. You're not gonna win. I, terrible parents, right? And then his grandparents. First of all, <laughs> I want to talk about his grandpa who was so sick, and then when he got that opportunity, that nigga was was jigging grandpa up. George? Yes, he was jigging it up. What happened? Why? Why was you what? Yo ass could have been at work helping taking care of everybody else because let's be honest Grandpa Joe no Grandpa Joe Grandpa Joe is the one who was doing the jig Grandpa yes. George and Grandma Georgina was the ones who was kind of cuckoo Yes 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 Grandma Josephine was like listen I'm gonna just keep my mouth closed cuz I know Joe ain't shit but you know cuz Joe I'm getting taken care of so, so I'm just be quiet. Joe could have had his ass at work. Okay, Charlie Mama busting her ass, looking crazy as hell, Every day? washing clothes, taking care of all these people in this house that ain't got no heat. These niggas in the snow, freezing to death. Okay, Too Charlie much. got to sleep. Charlie pajamas was his clothes he wore on the street, y'all. <laughs> Charlie was po as hell. <laughs> okay now I have to say this if you have never read the book read the fucking book that shit is good as hell However, I've never read the book the book is the Johnny Depp version movie oh okay okay the book is dark as hell I read a lot of dark shit when I was a kid sorry Um. yeah I liked it because it was about children surviving those children and Willy Wonka were fucking trash. Only Charlie deserved it. And Willy Wonka tried to pull a fast one talking about you stole fizzy lifting drink. Good day. Get the fuck out of my factory. I wish you would. First of all, don't do this to Charlie. That was his grandpa's fault. Okay? Right. Charlie was on the straight and narrow. Like, I, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do because I'm just grateful to be here. I would just like a chocolate bar on the so on the way home, I don't have to remind myself that I, I got to eat cabbage water for dinner. Can, can I just get chocolate to go? That's all I wanted. Cabbage water is taking me out. <laughs> Sidebar. My mom used to make this cabbage soup when she was trying to lose weight. It was the most oh, disgusting God, thing those, ever. Those diets are the worst. Those cabbage diets. Yes. And then you, your house just smell like a fart the whole time. It's just terrible. Let me tell you how terrible they are. I tried to do that shit. My nose started bleeding. No, it's terrible. Ugh. Don't do it to yourself. So I especially feel sorry for Charlie. He was a survivor. He deserved that entire factory. And I'm so glad he won. It's my favorite. Moving on to you, Tamara. Okay. Three of so, your favorites. Okay. So I'm realizing that there's a theme with my favorite. So I'm going to give you the theme. The theme for these ones that I'm about to talk to you. Music. Music is a theme. Okay. Um, you have to understand I am a child who started singing in a gospel choir when I was about five. <laughs> I did show choir in high school and middle school. I, um, I sang in a gospel choir and a gospel ensemble when I was in college until I was about 22. M- music is a huge part of my life. So it would behoove me that I like musicals and musical movies. So 
every black person, uh, well, not every black person, but uh, the we is is always on top. Oh yeah, I watch it but, whenever I can. Yeah, yeah, so like, you know, it's one of those movies where you know all the lines and you know all the songs, and you know you already know how it's gonna end, but you get what's upset. your favorite scene? Um, besides Michael Jackson, you can't win. Yes. Besides um, Michael Jackson. Because yeah, that's besides, not even my favorite. Um, the one where they flush the Wicked Witch down the toilet. Hell fucking yeah. Luther Vandross, <laughs> Can You Feel a Brand New Day? That one and um, uh, Nipsey. Yes. Glad some oil to me. That's what's all. So, I know them all. Or the one in the um in the beginning, um when she falls into the land with the uh the numbers, the little kids that have numbers on them, mm-hmm. and it's like at the it's at the like the um playground, and the lady is the numbers. She's like the numbers witch because it's like you know the numbers in the hood, um and they sing the song <laughs> about the Wizard of Oz. He's a wizard and he lives in Oz. Those are, those are my. I know all of them. I know them all. Those are, those are my stuff. Speaking so, of musicals, I have to say this. When uh, Keon's movie comes out, are we going to see it? Roddy a son. Oh, girl, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so, The Wiz is one. Um, the movie that my sister, when I said my sister. Kion. Was, I'm sorry, Roddy. Kion. Because I was like, who? who? <laughs> Now I know who you're talking about. Kion, I am so sorry. <laughs> but um, so when I asked my sister what did she think my favorite movie was, and she we already talked about the Fast and the Furious, and I was like, no. But she said another movie, which is actually one of my favorites, The Blues Brothers. Every That's a good the, movie. Every time The Blues Brothers comes on, I will watch it. Even when they did The Blues Brothers 2000, which had Erica Badu in it. I watched that one too. But mm-hmm. I I watch the Blues Brothers and I know like every song in the movie. So like Blues Brothers, one of the ones that I will always watch, always comes on. And the third one is has my heart. And if anybody asks me just outright, what's your favorite movie? I'm always gonna say, Oh brother, where art thou? Because <laughs> I forgot you like that movie. Holy shit. I know every line in that movie. I know every song. I bought the soundtrack because it's, if you don't know anything about Old Brother, Where Art Thou, it's basically, I think it, the Coen Brothers did it, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. It's a Coen Brothers movie, but it is a take on, and I think this is why I liked it even more because I recognized it. It is a take on the on Missouri I think it was Missouri in the 1920s and 30s but it is based on the Greek myth uh, mythological story of Odysseus it's the it's the same story but just in a different time period mm-hmm. and I'm really like I like Greek mythology that's kind of my thing like I don't tell people that but I really liked those stories when I was in school so mm-hmm. to be able to compare the story as I'm watching the movie First of all, it fascinated me. And then they had bluegrass music. Y'all don't know nothing about bluegrass music. Yeah. Y'all don't know nothing about it because everybody's like, it's just country music. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. There's bluegrass a difference. is different from country. And it's, you know, it's got a little... It's, it's got different. soul. 
it does have soul because it has a little bit of the blues in it. Yeah. Blue grass. So it's it's such good music, but all the songs that they picked for that movie like were fabulous. I know them all. And my, <laughs> I remember I went to a party, a Grammy party. This is when I worked at the record store. I went to the Grammy party. And this was the year that the people from Old Brother Were Out Thou won every every Grammy. They won every category. And I remember sitting there and when the people were performing, I was singing the song. Now, mind you, I'm in a room full of Black people. Mm-hmm. And they are all looking at me like I have two heads because <laughs> I knew all the songs. And, was, and not only that I knew the songs, that I was excited about the songs. They were just kind of like, what's really going on with her? But that those are my three for now. Huh. But Oh Brother Wild I definitely I owned the DVD. Somebody stole it from me <gasps> some years ago. But it don't matter. We got streaming. So I could watch it anytime I want. But I absolutely love that. And then a sidebar to that, I realized when I how much I liked uh Oh Brother Wild Out Thou. I realized that I'm a George Clooney fan because I have seen every movie he's ever been in. And not, and it yes. wasn't conscious, conscious that I knew that. It wasn't until I really looked at it and I was like, I have seen every damn movie this nigga has been in. Like just I everything. everything he makes. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, okay, so we got it's something, it's a theme going on. Like I didn't, you know, really know it, but oh brother wild, that's oh, my favorite. Awesome. Are you ping-ponging it back to me? Yes, I'm ping-ponging it back to you later. So these uh, some of these that I'm going to mention have to do with my dad. Okay. Um, Tron. Oh, yeah. My dad, and this was a, a crazy thing is Bug asked me the other day, is there anything that you liked about your dad? And I said, yep. I said, my dad was hella fun. Like, when he, you know, when he wasn't being a tyrant, right? my dad was fun as fuck. He was a big kid. I think that was part of the problem. Like, in order to, to make himself be an adult, he attached authority with adulthood. Right. And so, in order to remind us that I'm the parent. He was very autocratic when it came to like our discipline. And that's when he became the monster. But when my dad would forget that he was an adult, which we knew when those times would come, if he'd been drinking and on the weekend, like Friday, Friday night, we knew we could, that was the best times with my dad because he was a movie. He loved movies too. My dad bought every Disney movie that has ever come out. Oh, wow. Like, we have, like, all the whole selection of movies. It's so it's very weird, like, some of the things he used to, like, get upset at us for, like, witchcraft and stuff like that. And it's like, most Disney movies are about witches <laughs> and magic, but whatever, nigga. Look, so yeah. I'm saying that because Tron is a Disney movie. Right. And the first time I saw Tron, it was with my dad and it was just Tron was an amazing movie because I had never seen anything like that at the time. Nothing like that. And for any old heads out there who listen to us, 
my dad was very much so into video games. He loved video games. He had an Atari. Oh, and in television, Tara, that's what I learned how to play video games on first. So Tron was kind of like a bonding thing for us. So when Bug was like, what do you like about your dad? My dad, I don't think anybody loved movies more than me, other than him. Right. Like he, and he always like watched really good stuff. So he introduced me to Tron because of his love for video games. All the original Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So I think it's episode four, five, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hands down my favorite. And don't laugh at me, but Star Wars is what helped me understand politics. Oh, yeah. Because Star Wars is a political movie. Yes, it is. And I, I tried, I tried, like, he who shall not be named, he loves politics. And I tried to get him to watch Star Wars, and he was like, I'm not watching that science fiction bullshit. And I was like, it's about politics. Like, are you serious? Because it really is about politics. Like, that is legit what all, every last single Star Wars movie that comes out is about politics. Yep. The, there are backstories. And that's right. where, that's what makes it easy to engage in the Star Wars movies. But Star Wars, the storylines, like the universe, it was just, it was an amazing thing to watch. Um, Darth Vader is one of those villains who you want to hate him, but he's so, he's like one of the greatest villains of all time. He, he is. It, but it's, it's like when, once they started telling the story about who Darth Vader is, I feel like that took some of the power away from his villainy because you started to understand why he became a villain. He's, it's weird because he wasn't really a villain. Star Wars challenged me as far as my morals and ethics go. And it made me understand that good and bad is something we assign to things that we mm -hmm. like and we don't like. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, because the Star Wars movies was, it was just a side that you picked. Right. And these people just fought for their side because they believed in what they were doing. And what, to find out that Darth Vader was just a pawn he really yep. wasn't even running shit. Nope. That broke my heart. I think that when I think that when you found out that he wasn't running shit, I was like, "Wait, who is this?" Like, I literally was like, "Who are these other niggas?" But when I did find out who was running shit, and it was the it was the character I've always hated. I've hated this character since he stepped foot on the screen. It made all the sense, but it did make me feel like Darth Vader was a bitch. I never liked Chancellor Palpatine. Never. No. He was Nobody. he was I the mean, personification of evil. Yeah, he was terrible. Because it didn't make sense. So. Like he, Chancellor Palpatine reminds me of racist white people. Yeah. You like Vader became evil. I'm doing quote air quotes because he was upset at how people treated him. Right. Like. I have, I'm powerful, but you keep treating me like I'm not. So now I got to go prove it to you. Like mm -hmm. Vader just had a chip on his shoulder and somebody yeah. used him for their advantage. Palpatine, he was just a racist ass motherfucker. Yeah, he was just evil from the start. 
I must, I must maintain power with, through my family lines and I'm going to do whatever it is to make sure that this name maintains the juice. So Star Wars, like, it's easy to fall in love with it. Um, one more and then I'm bouncing back to you. What Dreams May Come is my favorite Robin Williams movie. It's my favorite. I have never watched that movie. For, wait a minute, but for reasons. Like, I, cause I felt, I feel like if I watched it, like, I anticipate that I would be ugly crying by the time oh, you it will. ended. And so I never watched it. For that you reason will. alone. For that reason alone. It is a visually beautiful film and it is a beautifully written film. But I realized that Sometimes I'm a hopeless romantic. Yeah. But that's I why I like it. Because he's just like, I love my wife so much. I like I can't imagine life without her. I want to go to where she is. And if it means that I no longer live, just so I could be with her. Right. I will be with like that type of love, like I, does that even exist anymore? I I would like Listen, I would be you see my face. today if somebody felt that way about me. Because that's that's like that's like love you can feel. Like he's just like and I think his wife was depressed. She was suffering yeah. from depression and she was just like, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, I can't do life without her. That's beautiful to me. I know some people might be listening, like, what nigga? But yeah. I thought it was beautiful. And the cinematography of that film is amazing. Yeah. If you watch it for nothing else, Tamara, like you could just put it on mute and just watch all of the colors. It's a beautiful, I would beautiful be emotional in that time also. Yeah, but it is, it's mad fucking sad. Yeah. So, and I, and I, it was, it was crazy because I feel like I saw the trailer for it. So this is eons ago. And I was like, I will never watch that because I will die. In a corner, just of <laughs> tears. Like I would be in tears, like the whole time. Back so, to you. Um, okay, so this next set of movies has a theme. Also, they're a little bit um, avant-garde, but these are still some of my favorite movies. Um, I want to start with uh, Edward Scissorhands. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> yes, it was absolutely one of my favorite movies and I connected to Edward Scissorhands in a way that I didn't think I would because I could relate to him I felt like at that point in my life when that movie came out I felt like an outcast really personally yeah how old were you when that came out Jesus old enough but not too old um (laughs) but I also felt like you've been an adult forever I could right I could relate (laughs) to Edward Scissorhands and I was like I like by the time that I was in tears I cried in that movie because I was just like I hated how they treated him yes it was really like why can't y'all just treat Edward right like that was literally like how I felt emotionally when I saw it and I was like Jesus Christ so Edward Scissorhands love it um the next one this is me and my friend my friend Heather just had a birthday that passed Happy birthday, Heather. 
one of our favorite movies was Heather's. Heather's was... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was, was, was Mean <laughs> Girls before Mean Girls existed, but if Mean Girls had murder involved. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, and the thing is that I read somewhere that they were like going to remake Heather's, and I was They like, did. I never watched it. because I, I refused to. Yeah, because the, the original was so fucking good. Like, me and Heather loved the movie Heather's. Like, that was our shit. You know what you should watch? There's a movie that just came out on Netflix. And the girl that plays Veronica in Riverdale, she's uh-huh. one of the main characters. And uh, Ethan Hawke and um, Uma Thurman's daughter is the other main character. Okay. I'm going to think of this name. I can't think of it, but I watched it as soon as it came out. It's, it's definitely a teen movie, but it has those revenge elements in it. It's so okay. fucking good. You should watch yeah. it. I'm going to so, tell you the name when I remember. So Heather's is, uh, is another one. Um, and also I know everybody's going to be like, you already did musical movies, but I want to get this correct. I am talking about the original Hairspray with Ricky Lake. Not the one that they did the music. Yes. The, the, it's something about, um, why can I think of his name? His last name is Waters. I can't, John Waters movies were all, were everything to me. Mm-hmm. But the original Hairspray with Ricky Lake, um, yes, it had music in it, but it wasn't a musical. The movie mm-hmm. musical Hairspray that y'all see now is based on the Broadway show. Yeah. But the Broadway show is based on the original movie Excuse by me. John Waters called mm-hmm. Hairspray. If you've never seen the original with Ricky Lake, I it's so fucking good to go and watch the original with Ricky Lake. I was like, I thought something on my camera. I was like, I thought it was a bug on my wall. I had to turn around. Um, <laughs> but um, so that one is just like, these are movies that I probably saw, like, and my mother probably been like, what the fuck are you watching? But <laughs> but I was like, I want to see you. I love it. And this is a movie that's more recent. It's a little avant-garde, but Sunita knows it's my favorite. Everybody knows it's my favorite. My sister knows. Thor Ragnarok is one, <laughs> is one of my favorites. You stole so, my thunder! <laughs> it's really and truly... Like it's kind of avant-garde, but it's like marvelly, but it's like campy. It's like all the things you want in a movie for me in a movie. Bug hates that movie now uh, because I lit. I can't even lie. I haven't watched it this week. Yeah, I watch, I watch it, all the time. it like once a week. Ever since like, it came out, like literally, <laughs> if I have nothing to watch, I was like. Oh, throw on Thor Ragnarok like I will always be like I watch Thor yes and I'll watch it so sorry it's a coming of age a coming of age for Thor yeah it very much was (laughs) it was like it was like when he learned to actually adult like I really feel like it was when he learned to adult yes um that was part of my next three so I will scotch that off I'm out of movies so I'm gonna let you Okay, this is the last movies and then we can go into TV. Um, The second Hulk. Edward Norton? 
Yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing that I so the first Hulk, uh-huh. I liked. I liked Bruce Banner, but I didn't Eric like Banner. I liked Eric Banner, but uh-huh. I didn't like the Hulk that they used. It it was very CGI ish. It was you ugly. Could, it yeah, was it was very, ugly. Yeah, it was terrible. But I support it because Hulk is my nigga. The second Hulk, though, that that I feel like embodies what Hulk is. Right. The look. I was upset when Marvel changed what he looked like. However, it's suiting because he looks just like Mark Ruffalo. Right. It 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 matched the original TV show Hulk. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. So, no, because the guy who played um, Bruce Banner, what was his name? Bill Bixby? Yeah. Bill Bixby didn't look nothing like Lou Ferrigno. No, he didn't. That's why the transformation so, was so weird for me as a yeah. kid. Like, okay. Oh, the overall best Hulk is the current one. Because it is like a person just turning into a different version of themselves it's not like completely like that doesn't even look like him like hulk does look like bruce banner in the new ones but the second hulk i loved because it truly embodied hulk he just wanted to be left alone like nigga i can't control myself i also like the fact that a lot of people don't realize that hulk is dr jekyll mr hyde he just has split personalities and he can't control it. Right. Um, I saved the best for last in the oh movies. Lord. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, of course. I it's knew my, that was coming. It's my favorite hands down. Jack Skellington is so ambitious. Like, you are the king of Halloween, but you're just like, I want to run Christmas too. How about that? That was funny. You jumped all the way out your fucking lane. You jumped over a whole month and landed in December. You kidnapped Santa and said, I'm taking over. This wasn't for you, Jack. But Jack said, I'm going to make the best of it. He was so optimistic. Yeah, he was. was. like, Jack, this isn't for you. But I loved it because he, it was just like, I am determined to do this. No one can stop me. Even though yep. everyone knew, Jack, this, this ain't for you. It it's not for you, Jack. Yeah. But he wanted to make it for him. I loved it. That, that's. I feel like that. That speaks to the part of me that is just wants to do things that I probably have no business doing, and I'm just determined to do them. Jack Skellington. That's actually probably going to be one of my next tattoos. I love him so much. Yes. Well, um, since you look, since you ended yours on a hol- uh, holiday movie. Yes. I have an honorable mention to a Christmas story. yeah my mother took me to the theater to see that movie that's how that was a while ago so my mom took me to the theater to see that and i just remember we laughed so hard about that terrible lamp in the living room that That, lamp was ugly as shit that lamp was hella ugly Um, but yeah I, i guess i'll open up so my TV stuff is 
the first one is this, it's a lot of nostalgia attached. South Park. South Park oh. came out at a time when it just that wasn't normal to like just be saying those types of things the way that right. they were saying it. That show was rude as fuck. It was obscene. It was vulgar. And I was in high school and me and my friends were like, whatever you doing Wednesday night, don't forget to watch South Park. We watched South Park on the phone with each other or we watched it and talked about it at school the next day. South Park was def- definitely for deviants. And that is what my friends and I were like. We watched South- how people have Game of Thrones shows uh-huh. like meetups, watches. We used to do that, but we would all be on the phone doing three-way watching South Park. South Park was the shit back in the day. Um, Adventure Time. I don't know if people know this, but Adventure Time is about a little boy and his dog in a dystopian society. Yeah. And he is legit the only human left. Another Survivor story. I love Survivor stories, you guys. Yeah, But I don't don't like blatant Survivor stories. Right. I like... Oh, this is our survivor. I like when people have accepted that, okay, this is where I am in life, but I'm going to make the best of it. And that is what Finn does in Adventure Time. He literally is making the best of being alone. He has no one but his dog. Yep. And his dog ain't shit. No. That dog ain't shit. Nope. I love the dog. But the dog ain't shit. The dog gets them in so much fucking trouble. Finn is such a good-hearted, good-natured human, and this dog just be into a bunch of shit. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit. I love Adventure Time. I love Adventure Time because that is one of the things... I had this roommate. She was a terrible fucking person, y'all. But she was legit one of my favorite roommates in the world. And we used to go on Adventure Time. She'd be like, See, you want to go on Adventure Time? Hell yeah. I never should have said yes to any of the adventures she took me on. We were doing wild shit. However, it was fun. Maybe I was Finn in that situation and she was the dog. Yes, and you were trying to survive. You were just trying to survive. <laughs> Get you an Aries friend if you're a Sagittarius. We will burn the world down together. Uh <laughs> Uh, this next one is near and dear to my heart living single I knew in my heart I was Khadijah James I was Khadijah James I was going to create a magazine and I was going to run that shit and it was going to become great world renowned I haven't done it I have helped other people build magazines (laughs) I have not built my own magazine. I was Khadijah James. I knew it. Khadijah, Khadijah was a tomboy. You didn't know if she was gay or if she was straight, but she always pulled the finest niggas. Yo, I Scoot. just wanted I just wanted Scooter. I just wanted Scooter. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Child, Khadijah lost when, look, all Even when Scooter became uh, Black Lightning, I was still like... <laughs> But you want to know the crazy thing is I was, it hit me when I was watching Black Lightning. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to admit out loud that I like Scooter anymore because he looks like he who shall not be named. Oh. Oh. Doesn't he? 
when you look at when you think of <laughs> thanks for ruining everything for me at this point in my life I'm sorry it's one of the reasons I can't I'm admitting it now because we have low uh engagement it's one of the reasons why I can't admit that Tyler the creator is one of my favorite people they look just alike it it's upsetting yeah and I because I can't say he's Tyler's one of my favorite people because people will be like, yeah, because he looks like your ex-husband. Uh, I hate it. Moving on. Bouncing it back to you. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to start with the biggie. Um, uh, the Law and Order every franchise. Oh my um, God. <laughs> Please don't be this person. <laughs> I have done SBU. <laughs> I have done criminal intent. I have done organized crime. Regular Law and Order and Law and Order UK. I have seen them all. I am definitely one of those when Law and Order is on, eight hours can go by and I will not move. Even though I've seen the episode, I'd be like, oh, this is the episode when such and such. And You're like, such an you still, old person. Why are you You're still such watching? an old person. Dude, Law and Order. <laughs> first of all, I have to give a shout out to uh, when Law and Order was on for like 18 years and then it went off the air and they brought it back. And when they brought it back, they brought it back with Anthony Anderson. He was one of the last detectives that was on it before it went off the air, right? Really? Yeah, like, it, like the last two seasons. Before it went off the air, um, Anderson, Anthony Anderson was one of the cops. On oh, this was just the regular, the regular Law and Order. So when they brought it back last year, they brought it back with Anthony Anderson. Well, he only did the one season, hmm. and so they are replacing him with another cop, another black cop. And I was telling my sister, I was like, I was looking and I saw the commercial for the new season. Mikad Brooks. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I already watched Law and Order, but now I watch it more fervently. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it now. I know that y'all are like, this bitch is getting hyped over Law and Order. Yes, yes. When I, mean, I tell it's you, it's a good show. Like, they were talking about watch it. But they were really they were talking about how Ice T has been on on that yes. show from its inception. Like he'd been on TV yes. for like fifteen to twenty years. Like get it, Ice T, get your money. That was his so, job. Yes. So the Law and Order thing that I mean, I like those kind of courtroom dramas. I do like those types of shows. Mm-hmm. But Law and Order is like at the tip top. Um, another show that um I really really liked. This was recent, and it it was only on for like two or three seasons, and then it went. They canceled it. Well, they didn't cancel it. They it, the series ended, and it ended perfectly. I have never seen a show end as perfect as this show did. The Good Place. Um, well, that's good. That's a good show. It was. It was probably one of my favorite shows. And when it went off, I was sad, but I understand that the story was one of those stories. That it had an, it did have an ending, but mm-hmm. you know, you of course you wanted to keep going forever. But it was one of those shows that had an ending. So, and when it ended, it ended perfect, and I was just like it's in a, a blubbering mess. It was I was in a blubbering mess when it was over. So <laughs> that one was good, and then um, 
I have a lot of shows on here, but I want to take this one back and see. I know you used to watch this show. I know you did. Um, Six Feet Under, that was on HBO. Let me tell you, I have actually been entertaining going back to watch that in Twin Peaks. Now, I think, I don't know if I could do a full rewatch of Six Feet Under. And I only say this because when it ended, I was in a ball, like on on the floor. Like I was so sad when it ended, and then oh, uh, that's another show that they ended it perfectly. Like you yeah. know, I say they end some shows, and you'd be like, like this some bull- like how this Netflix is- be ending shows that are actually fucking good. Yeah, I was like, this is some bullshit. But like they really took their time and ended it perfectly. Like six feet on. Un- so I and sometimes when they end like that, it's like. Do I want to go back and rewatch it? Because I'm just gonna be, you know, in a ball all over again. But six well, feet I, under, it was. I mean, and this is going back, y'all. For you know, for some of the younger listeners, if yeah. you don't know what six feet under was, six feet under was an HBO show about a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who ran the funeral home was uh, a mother, two brothers, and they had a younger sister. And I think their dad had run it, but their dad had passed away, so the so the there was one brother that had stayed and did it, and then another brother came home to help him run it. Mm-hmm. And it was all this drama. And then they actually told the stories of the people that they were um, had holding funerals for, how they died, the way they died, and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. all it was all integrated together. But it was um it was a very good show. It was done very well, and. I hate it when it went off, but I understood, again, shows have have endings. So those are my first three. I'm bouncing it back to you. So the thing with TV is I liked when streaming became popular because then I could just binge watch a TV show. I am more of a film person. Even though I have watched a lot of TV shows, Uh I binged them. So evil. Evil is a show that I was surprised that I liked. Uh-huh. Um, mainly because it questioned a lot of things. It questioned, so the, the main character, she doesn't believe, she doesn't have like religious faith. She doesn't, she's a scientist. Right. And the other main character, he is a priest. Yeah. But his beliefs are being challenged. His faith is being challenged by the things that are going on. So I kind of relate to it because I used to be hella religious at one time in my life. But once I started challenging my beliefs, which I think everybody should do because Mm -hmm. you just don't want to be blindly following or doing things. Right. I realized I was following something that I truly didn't believe in. My parents believe in that shit. And I was just doing it because historically that's what children do they accept the beliefs of their parents and they go on to live by these things but evil showed that evil shows up fucking everywhere and it shows up i have to mention this so one of my classes that i'm taking is about bad leadership like the whole class is about bad leadership and i just had to write a paper about how evil shows up 
And there are these different perspectives, evil as bureaucracy, evil as choice, evil as um, disguised as pleasure, evil as deception. And it's like religions actually mentioned spirituality at work, like how some people try to push their religious beliefs at work, but they're actually doing things that are really evil because you can't force people to do things. So that's why I like, I like to show evil because it makes you question things for people who don't like to question shit. You will hate that show. Um, but it, it's, even though it's a new show, it's actually one of my favorites. Like I, I don't, I, things I don't fall asleep in become my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, Martin, <laughs> and let me tell you something. I didn't like Martin when it first came on the air. I didn't. I was not Why? a fan because Martin was an asshole. I mean, yeah. Martin was an asshole in a way that it made me uncomfortable to watch it on TV. Like, why are people laughing at that? He is a fucking dick. But I stopped taking myself so seriously because I used to take myself very seriously <laughs> when I was a kid. And he who shall not be named, it was his favorite show since he was a kid. And he literally watched Martin every day that we, like, I kid you not. He watched it every day. There was not a day that Martin was not playing, which made my kids start watching Martin. Martin is not child appropriate at all. I understand that you do not need to text me or call me and be like, you let your child watch Martin? Yes, the fuck I did. She was in love with Martin. Hilarious. And then I realized Martin is actually funny. Yes. I mean, I grew up religious, so. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute anyone about Martin being misogynistic, about like sexist yes he was he, he was, was all trash. those things he was all of those things he was but i like that he was just like a regular nigga he was just a regular nigga and they put regular niggas on tv yeah and that's why it ended up becoming one of my favorite tv shows <gasps> excuse me because it wasn't this over glamorized view of black people Right. He's a regular nigga and his girlfriend. His yeah. crazy ass light skinned girlfriend. Shit. And I have to point out light skin because how in the hell was Gina the favorite for so many years? There was there was nothing appealing about that girl. <laughs> Pam Pam was the one. But you think about the, the time period? Yeah. Dark skinned women weren't like considered the prize back then. Which is fucked up because Pam always looked better than Gina. Always. Yeah. Pam actually to... had a better attitude than Gina, too. Child. And she used to always, the way she used to check Martin was always my favorite. How she used to be like, nigga. Yes. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. I'm going to bounce it back to you. Um, okay. I'm going to go way, way back before your time. Good time. Probably seen it. Good times. Yes, nigga. I used to watch that all the time. Like good times. <laughs> Look, first of all, there's certain things <laughs> I'm gonna say about good times. Um uh Florida was a hater. And yes, because yes, of her, she was. her her religious beliefs, 
they were never going to get out of the ghetto. Because yep. James always had a plan to get them out of the ghetto, but she always found a way to discourage him because it didn't have the Lord involved in it. Look oh, here. Y'all about God. to be evicted. And if your husband go down and hustle niggas at the uh, pool hall to bring back hustle money so y'all don't get um, evicted, I don't care where he got the money from. That is God making a way. I don't understand you, Florida. I, I, you don't want that dirty money. Do you want to be out on the street, Florida? I'm so Bitch. confused about all the things that she did that was always based in Jesus. Oh, and when, hold on, and when JJ brought in the black Jesus and she wanted to take black Jesus up and put the white man back up on her, man, listen, Florida was a hater supreme. Yes, she was. But I did love good times. It gave me laughs beyond laughs. And I will always say this is the funniest thing is that Lou Gossett Jr. played 18 different people on that show. He was the <laughs> he was the deaf man that dated Walona. He was the old dirty old man that was dating Thalma when Thalma was uh, he was 42 and Thalma was 16 or 17, something crazy like that. No. Yes, and then he played uh uh, somebody who was uh, stealing money from him, or, like he was like a scammer. Like he he was on the show so many times. I was with different names. I was like, come on now. I know Lou Gossett Jr. ain't the only black man in Hollywood. Come on, stop <laughs> stop playing with me. But um, good good times brings back memories because I used to watch it, you know, with my with my grandparents and stuff like that when I was a, a small child. Like when it was on the air. I was yes. too small to really remember it. But when, you know, reruns are a hell of a thing. Yes. Um, uh, so good times. I also want to go back in this one, A Different World. A Different World was the reason I wanted to go to college. Uh-huh. Um, it was definitely very influential about me leaving my parents' home and going and being crazy on a college campus. Like, You know who I loved on that show? And I, in my mind, I also was like, Okay, I can aspire to be her. Uh huh. Jaleesa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleesa and Kim. Yes, yes. Jaleesa and Kim. But you know who? Uh, who else? Who was a side character that I liked on the show? Even though uh, she had her own episode one time, was uh, Gina. Remember, her boyfriend was beating her up. And he was the rapper. I'm down, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> but Gina was so funny to me like every episode I'll be like Gina is like she was really like a whole hot mess and I loved her for being like a whole hot mess it was like very representative of people I knew when I was in college but A Different World was one that I super duper loved and um, the other one and this was a show that I I watched probably up until like it was almost the end and I just never watched the very last season because I was sad that it was going off the air but it had been on the air for like 10 or 15 seasons um the big bang theory yes I loved the big bang theory because it was literally a show about some nerds trying to get dates like that was literally the premise of the entire show and then you know it was just so funny because Everything they would say that was so nerdy, sometimes I understood it. And then I was like, Jesus, am I that big of a nerd too? Like, did I understand what the fuck that they're talking about? But the Big Bang Theory was 
all has always been one of my favorites. Like that's one that if it's on repeats, like they show repeats, I'll sit down and I'll watch those repeats too. Yes. Ma'am. Look, ma'am. So I have saved the best for last. Uh-oh. I know you're not ready for this. Three's Company. Baby, let me tell you something. <laughs> Three's Company was a part of a lineup. Like, I yes. feel like it was Three's Company, The Love Boat. Like, all yes. of it came on on the same night, and I watched all of it. So let me tell you about Three's Company. And this, this is how I know that despite being hella religious for hella long, I, there's always been, I've always had a quirk. Because when I saw Three's Company in my, in my little kid mind, I said, this is the perfect roommate situation. Both of the girls are cute. Eh, the guy's all right. And this is how I knew I was like, monogamy? What is that? It's three of them there. If you get tired of one, you have two other people to fuck with, (laughs) right? And this is a kid not knowing anything about sex, but knowing about, you have your unit. You have your unit there. You guys all live together. Yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever you want when you leave the house. But all three of you, and then I also used to get upset at the guy. Because I was like, why is he here? He needs to leave. He is the third will, really. Like, get out of here. I love Three's Company. Last on my end. And I'm, I, I had to, I'm glad you mentioned good times. I have to mention the Jeffersons. Baby, <laughs> come on now. And I was singing, moving on up two days ago and Logan was like oh my god what is wrong with you let me tell you I watched the Jeffersons because George was so ridiculous he had like why are you being so ghetto like you have moved from the hood to this nice place and you are the absolute worst all the fucking time Mm -mm. you know who was worse than him who well his mama his mama oh yes she was trash she was absolutely, they were both trash. She was, he was a product of her. Yeah. He was so terrible, but I loved it. I loved yes. every bit of his terrible ass. I felt sorry for his wife because she was just like, yeah, we got money now, but you still this ghetto ass nigga who don't know how to act around nobody. Around nobody. He didn't know how to act around nobody. And it was just like, well, you can take the nigga out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out the nigga. <laughs> you cannot. Every you cannot. episode was hilarious because he was an idiot. I love it. It was. It was very ridiculous. It was. That's my wrap up though. Those are my those are my favorite things, y'all. Okay. Okay. Now I have one that didn't I didn't put on the list, but you said uh, the Jeffersons, and it just made me think. And I know when people hear me say this, everybody that is black is gonna have something to say. But y'all, it's not gonna take away my childhood from me. I was a heavy, heavy fan, heavy fan of Dukes of Hazard. Dukes. That was my <laughs> shit, Boss Hog. He Boss was terrible, Hulk. but I loved him. 
It was everything about the show was racist. The car was yes, called was. A gen- was the General Lee with a Confederate yes. flag on it. Oh my God. It was, like, I didn't know these things were wrong when I was wait watching it. They lived in, wait a minute, they lived in Hazard County, Georgia. It was no <laughs> black people in this county. None. Like, it was not one. Not, not one Negro. But it was my favorite <laughs> shit when I was I a want kid. that car. I want that car. Yo. It's still like car. somebody still has it, like because I, I, it's like at car shows and stuff. When you go to car shows, you can see generally. But that was um, <laughs> one of my favorite things, and like as you grow up and you start yes. to realize all of the racist shit that was on the show, you're I like, I never knew that show was racist until I became an adult. Yes, and then I'm like, <laughs> but then I said to myself, like when the Jessica Simpson my... one was made, when yes, the movie not, was made, you're not going. Mm-mm, you're not going to change my childhood. You're not going to take that memory away from me. I'm sorry. It was my favorite. I, y'all can say what y'all want to say, but the shit was fire. We didn't know any better. When I was a kid. Um, and the last two things, which will be complete opposite of the Dukes of Hazard, And I say last two because these are my last two that I've been thinking about, but I feel like these two shows were done so very well and were only given one season a piece. So it mm-hmm. was very, you know, disappointing. But um, the Watchmen and Lovecraft Country. Um, Listen, the fact that they were only first of all, the, I understood why the Watchmen only got one season because why? I feel like. Well, here's the thing: is that I felt like it ended in a way that if they tried to bring a second season, it would ruin the first one for me. So you obviously haven't read the comic books. Well, well, that's the thing is that the guy who wrote the comic book, did you see what he said about what they were talking about, how he um, was very upset with the show? Like he didn't like it at all. No. He he hated the show and told them while they were making it to not reach out to him and ask him anything. What? Right. So that's why. So the show was fucking amazing. He said he thought it was horrible what they did to his book. Is he racist? No, but he just said that he didn't want people to think that he wrote a comic book about racist. Like, it was about racism. Like, I was like, okay, man, did you watch? And it was funny because somebody- Have was you like, watched the you... movie? Wait, somebody was like, have you watched the show? Somebody was like, did you watch the show? And he was like, I refuse to. So he never, he's never seen it. He told them when they were making it to not contact him about anything and that to leave him out of it. But there's a whole ass movie right. that was made. Anything, I don't know if he had anything to do with that one either. I don't know about the movie, but, but I do know about the TV show. But I ne- I've never heard of any negativity about the movie. And in the movie, there's a character that in the books, he is racist. Yes, because I read the book. <laughs> so you have? Yes. So that's really weird. Okay. Yeah whatever nigga I liked it (laughs) (laughs) and the thing was that I just happened to stumble across that article like on it was on Twitter and I was like Hmm. wait he didn't like it like I was like okay well so what it got made and we saw Yaya's Oreo cookie roll (laughs) (laughs) I remember Logan was like oh my god my eyes (laughs) Wait a minute. Stop. Because Nisha still hasn't watched it. 
And I was like, she is what? tripping. She was, she still hasn't watched it. And I was like, nigga. Nisha. I mean, cause like when that thing, get happened, on the good foot. I was just watching it and I was like, whoa. Like, what's a yeah. complete like? What if he's also a grower? <laughs> oh, okay. We're not having this conversation. Okay. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> and also, Lovecraft Country. Now, that. They actually had a second season script written and it was canceled. Yeah. I think that it was canceled because HBO, y'all are pussies. Y'all were scared to make it. That's all. Because <laughs> why that's else? The, that's the only reason I can come up Everybody with. was watching that shit. Yo, like. That shit was amazing. That shit was super good. Hella so, good. I fell in love my, with Jonathan Majors because of that. Oh, yeah. But I, I, those are my. Uh, Last two, I'm going to drop. Yes. I enjoyed it. We're wrapping it up. We have talked about our favorite things enough for this episode. You have to come back next week. Because I believe. Look. You correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to correct you if you're wrong. We are talking about our favorite books. I, I mean, you can see in the background. I am a, I am a book lover. Just like. It's across genres for movies for me. It's across yeah. genres for books for me. Like, I'm excited to talk about books. They're yeah. great. That is something else I have yet to complete writing a book. Shout, I, yeah. I have to say this. Maybe I'll save it for next. I'll save it for you. Come back next week and you'll see what I, yeah. what else I have to say. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to save it for next week. Because it's about books. I don't I don't want to cross. We we've talked enough. Yes. We have Thank you enough. for listening to episode 32. Our favorite things. Bye y'all. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you again for listening to Outside Voice Inside.